Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen is a fully uh, insurance virtual broker. He can find you the best rate out there. That is because he represents over 40 different carriers for auto, home, life, and renter's insurance. Give Stephen a call. His number is 210-641-4000. Again, that is 210 210-641- one four thousand. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right. So, um, real quick before we leave the, the the finals aspect, the other fun fact you were telling me here during the break a while ago, Jonas, is that Phoenix hasn't won a game since who went down? Dario Saric. Wow. What do went you think down about in game that? Two ACL minor role. Just backup center size, though. I mean, it's it was size. another. It was another point of size because Lopez and I mean, they really had of a, for the most part. Aiden's done his his deal against uh, you know the Greek freak, but the size is really will it hurts them. But I I didn't realize that that they haven't won a game since he went down, and that's really sticking with the theme of this whole NBA season has really been about health. That's why I've told y'all for weeks now. I'm not putting an asterisk on nobody because. Everybody had to deal with it, so we we can play that game all night if you want to say, well, Milwaukee or Phoenix, they're an asterisk because Andy Day was her. Well, you know, James Harden on that side. It's just too many, too many of them to go. Uh, so that's my take on that. Sticking with the basketball scene before we leave, you know, that, uh, let's take focus to our national men's team, who I believe picked up another victory against Spain, right? So yep. bit, what was that score? Eighty-three to seventy-six. Oh, that's kind of close. But and I'm pretty the sure Gasol Spain brothers. Won, the Gasol brothers. Wow, they still playing. And, and for that, see, it's a different. Like it's a different thing with other countries. Like it's a pride thing with the like you. You're expected like whether you're 40, 35, Like if you can still walk, you're expected to go play for your country. A little bit different over here. But the other thing about this that you just heard in the ticker too, and it goes with the theme of what I started at the show with last hour was about this COVID situation thing is starting to make me a little bit nervous in the sports world again. And now we're hearing uh, this is Zach Levine that he's basically now entered into protocol. Um, you know, we knew going over, and they're not even over there yet, but we knew that basically going over there in Tokyo, their whole deal is what I'm being told that they were only at a 10% clips on vaccination uh, over there. So I kind of felt, you know, the whole limpid, not just the men's basketball team, 
you know, when you tell me you're you make a decision with no fans in the Olympics, I mean, no fans with Olympics, that's a little bit different even than no fans in a football stadium. But anyway, back to the situation with the men's uh, national team. You had a good point that we had talked about, or we haven't talked about it yet, but you had basically uh, let me know that you were kind of a little bit concerned in regards to what does it mean that if Keldon Johnson, which I thought last week when I heard this news, I was like, look, this could really help Keldon in regards to the experience he's going to get, being around those players, the Dame Lillards of the world, all that kind of stuff. But you had a different thought in regards to his success, if he's very successful there. What was your thoughts? What were you thinking with that? Yeah, man. You can, he can pick up some bad habits over there, too, okay. in terms of talking and relationships. Okay. So I sent you a screenshot last night. Uh-huh. I think it was Jason Tatum had his arm around Keldon. He said, this is my boy K right here. And I said, because I think that Spurs fan base can look at that and say, Jason Tatum to Spurs confirmed. (laughs) That's that's, that's the way that they would want to take that. That's the way that most of the people down here think. I think that you've flipped the the script on that one. Who has the real star power here? It's Jason Tatum. Correct. So if he's he's introduced, and, and Keldon had his coming out party on the international stage last night. Okay. He had, uh, what was what it, was uh, 17, point, uh, 17 minutes, he had 15 points, three rebounds, two steals, and a monster block. Like, okay. he snatched it right out of his hands, dude. Okay. So your concern, let me see if I'm following you. So your concern is the fact that the bad habits he could develop in regards to influencers, to some of these other stars, or kind of like that angle? Yeah, he starts becoming part of that conversation. It's it, it, it's a relationship building. This is going to be big for his career, regardless. Okay. Because he's he's pulling influence of um, on-the-court, off-the-court behavior, preparation, playing with Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Dame Lillard, everybody. But it, it the, the seeds can be planted of the of the forbidden fruit. I know you said before that the Spurs are drafting the new guys. These are well, these are these are team players, guys who, who are buying. They're, they're the Spurs guys, the guys they usually guys. go after. Yeah, but would, fool me once, shame on me, or shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So is so it, this could be another one of those those PG thirteens. <sighs> I'm not going to follow you there all the way with that. I mean, we'll have our first little disagreement there because I think with Keldon, <laughs> I, I look at Keldon like I told you, and I've told you this before. We've had conversations about this off air or just time talking to you, but I've told you that on this Spurs, like if you just look at the current Spur guys that are on right now, if you just look at them in this roster, <clears throat> and I know people are still scarred and understand the situation going through the first time we went through with the Kawhi situation. And he was a guy that we drafted was traded for with that Indian trade. But I will say this. If there's anybody that would hang around, like if you say that would be around those Tatum of the worlds, uh, the Dame Lillard's the worlds, the, 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 the stars that are looking like, you know what? I've got power because speaking of Jason Tatum, he's coming in this situation with the Boston Celtics that, you know, with, uh, you know, my man Brad Stevens in the front office that's taken, you know, went from the sideline to up to the front office. Tatum's in this category where he's going to be holding Boston at hostage real quick, too, about what his career, if if there's enough help and they're going on behind him. So I get you with saying Keldon's hanging around the Tatum's of the world that's going to realize what his power is. 
Dame is doing every. Dame's trying to tell us that I ain't requesting no trade. That ain't true. I just want to. This is another thing, which I've given my take already about Dame and that, but also that developed over the weekend more when he had his press conference from the national team when he said, well, I never request that's false. And he's false. He was saying, well, I just want the front office to speed it up. Like, meaning, like, so like speed up the notion of what? Building a real championship team around you? Whatever. The bottom line is behind closed doors, he's let it known that he's open to a trade if they could trade him. Right. But back to Keldon Johnson. I think in the Spurs, the only guy on this roster, in my opinion, okay, and this is a guy that said everything, all the right things during social media, all that. The only guy, in my opinion, that has the makeup that if you put him around a Tatum, a Dame Little, all these guys where these team-ups usually happen on the U.S. national team, this is when these team-ups happen two years earlier, three years, would probably be DeJounte Murray. But DeJounte because doesn't have the opportunity. He didn't have the opportunity, Jones, but I think what I'm saying is that DeJounte's a guy that is going to, for one, he's with that whole clutch sports thing. And I've said, I'm not big, you know, I'm not even on the social media side. You know, I'm just now trying to get my feet wet on the whole Twitter side. But I know DeJounte has been sitting there and saying everything to something like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to turn this around. I like these young group of guys I got. I'm about Spur. We're going to do it here. He has said all the right things, but when you look at it to where it comes down to the next couple years with him, and I know he just recently got his deal not too long ago, he's a guy that I would see out of out of Lonnie Walker, Kelvin Johnson. Let's just stick to those two. Lonnie Walker, Kelvin Johnson, and DeJounte. We're just talking about those three guys, okay? okay? He's the one guy out of those three that I could see that, you know what, the city of San Antonio is just not for me, or the opportunity is not for me. I think Lonnie is a, you know, I don't even want to use the word grounded because I think even DeJounte's grounded, a grounded guy to the, to the earth. I think that Lonnie, though, is more of like this this market and the way the Spurs do things fit a Lonnie Walker. You know, um, Keldon, I think, you know, coming from Kentucky, you know, not really being, you know, a top, like, when he's coming from Kentucky, like, you know, Keldon wasn't a DeMarcus Cousins, an Anthony Davis, wasn't a, uh, you know, a John Wall. Keldon was that guy that didn't really get that much playing time, but he grinded. He did that. You know, uh, Kyle Perry always had nice things to say about him. I think Keldon, from where he's come from, I look at him, a guy that sit there and say, you know what, I want to be the guy that's a part of this piece that's going to get the Spurs back to at least where they are in contention. I'm not talking about championships. I'm just saying where they can be contentions for a consistent five spot, four spot in the West. That's who my opinion would be. I wouldn't say that it would be – it kind of – me knowing you now for a while that I've known you, it kind of surprises me that you would think maybe that is Keldon. I'm just saying it's because – it's not – I'm not saying this year. Right. I'm not saying next year. But you've talked about it before too. Whenever it is that Pop walks away from from the operation, things will change. Well, I'm just saying that, that, yeah. that this is the the potential planting of a seed that can a couple years down the road, new head coach, Keldon's not a, might not be fans might be all about Keldon, but the the organization might not. And 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 if he has that opportunity to jump ship and get with a contender. I think that this is mm. where you start to see those seeds. And then when you look back and you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> that was totally happening okay. back then. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. He's a super humble guy. Even when talking about the Bradley Beal and replacing Bradley Beal, he says everybody's entitled to their opinion. I can't control what everyone else thinks. 
I'm just going to do, you know, do me in a sense. Right, right. So he says the right things, but we've had other people say the right things or not say things before, too. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's true. I will definitely have time to let uh, it play out, and that'll be one that we won't decide on who's right or wrong until either Kelvin's up for his newer contract or whenever things happen or how things happen with this franchise and this team currently instructed going forward. But we'll see. We'll get to the phones. We get back. You listen to the sports crime. We're broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. Your number is 736-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Beto's. Keep in mind, Beto is celebrating 25 years of serving great food in San Antonio. They're located right off of Broadway. And also now they offer breakfast open Monday through Saturday. They serve breakfast 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., Great family atmosphere as well, too. Nice patio. That is Beto's official sponsor of the sports crowd. All right. So before we get into, because I still want to touch on a little bit that that uh, that golf, that British Open, because uh, I want to touch on the kid that actually won. Um, I want to touch on that as well, too. And I want to get into here next and the Michael Irvin situation with the Cowboys. But before we do that, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760. What's up, Mike? Yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to see what you had to say about the um, uh, Chris Paul. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking bad about them. Uh, if you know, if he if they go on to lose uh, four straight games or three or four straight games and lose the series, uh, do you think that that's going to tarnish his um, his image of not being able to get a winner championship? Because uh, you know he you know he's had a couple of bad ball games, but I don't think he's the reason why they haven't. Um, haven't been able to beat Milwaukee, uh, but uh, uh, I'd like to know what you think about that. If, if you think Chris Paul will still have a good image after this series if they go on to lose. Think- All right, Mike, thanks for the phone call. Well, I kind of touched on it a little bit a couple segments ago, but I will tell you this, Mike. Uh, well, first of all, I kind of disagree with you. He's the reason they lost game four. I mean, I'll tell you that. I mean, he had nine turnovers. I mean, he had two crucial ones in the fourth quarter. Um when you talk about his image and the tarnish, all it would say is, look, man, you know, this whole generation here in the last 10 years, the 12 years, started by LeBron James, Mr. LeBron James, they have all been about like, look, man, we see how Charles Barkley is treated on TNT by Shaq and Kenny. Kenny's been there longer than Shaq, so really Kenny. We see how Reggie Miller is talking, hey, great three-point shoot, whatever, didn't win a ring. So to me, this last 10 or 15 years, I won't even say generation, it's just this generation of NBA that we've been in has showed us that they are about doing whatever they can do to team up with anything, to put pressure on ownership to win a ring because that's what's going to matter. I've always said this, the whole KD being up 3-1, you know, against Golden State losing and then going to join the Golden State Warriors, yes, it was a story. It, It looked bad. You know, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world killed him. But you know what? 15 years from now, in my opinion, that's not even going to be really, you know, a stain on that. It's going to be like, okay, did Kevin get two? Did he just leave and start with two? Or did Kevin get another one? When you start looking around the dust, if Chris Paul being up 2-0, never been to the NBA Finals before, 
being 90% responsible for getting the Phoenix Suns in this situation. Because I keep in mind, I've had this conversation with AC because every other night, told you, Monty Will's a good coach. Told you. I'm like, look, man, I already told you. Like, he had the same team last year, minus Chris Paul, and they didn't really make the playoffs and they didn't make qualify for that little bubble thing. So, yes, Monty's a good coach. He's been on the bench over here. I would love to have Monty coach on East Houston Street whenever Pop decides to hang it up, you know, seven years from now. I don't know. But anyway, make no mistake about it. If Paul loses this series, I'd be up 2 0. Yes, it's going to look at the fact like, well, not only did he ever win one, but he had an opportunity. He was up 2-0 and he blew it and because of game four. Maybe if you don't have a game four performance, but Chris Paul was awful, awful in game four. You know, period. And I don't know if it was a fatigue thing. I don't know because keep in mind, Chris Paul was in that COVID protocol. What Was it lingering? You know, hell, even in game five, you know, Gundy kept alluding to it. And, you know, Giannis's brother was put in COVID protocol before the game. So he wasn't with the team. I mean, he don't play anyway except cigar minutes or they put him in garbage and he gets all hyped up like he just hit a game winner. I'm like, dude, you're in the league, your brother, okay? Like he gets on my nerves. But anyway, he was not with the team. Well, for whatever reason, for those first three quarters, Giannis was blowing hard, man. Giannis was kind of like he was tapping out. Like, you know, it was like he was winded early. He came out of halftime in the first three when it winded. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know what, man? You know, around your brother, he's COVID protocol. That doesn't mean that you're COVID positive. But you had to wonder, like, was it something to that? Because he didn't look right. So my point is, back to Chris Paul, it looked like something was really wrong with him in that game. But we hadn't heard anything. He took ownership. But to answer your question, Mike, yeah, it kind of tarnishes him a little bit. It depends on who you're talking to. I don't think it ruins everything, but again, Phoenix is not the Golden State Warriors of years ago. They're not a team that you're going to sit there and say automatically they will be in the West. Golden State is going to be – I don't know if Golden State is going to be championship ready, but they're going to be vying for a spot. Um, there are teams in the West. Memphis, look how good Memphis finished and they played. They're an upcoming team on the rise. You know, Maybe Portland takes a step back depending on what Dame Lillard does, if he forces a trade or not. I don't know, but I'm just saying that this is probably – Chris Paul in his career, I don't know if he's going to get back to this game. If he does, that's why I say tomorrow is going to be very, very interesting. I think Phoenix has to get off to a quick start, and I think their two best players got to play as well. Devin Booker has put two forty pieces back to back, but Chris Paul is going to have to anticipate. Hey, if Booker falls off a little bit or gets in some foul trouble, I've got to be on my game to do what I do, be aggressive, and aid because Chris Paul is that point guard that naturally wants to get everybody going. He might only stay aggressive and get to his mid-range spot when it gets to the four-quarter clutch time. He has to, in the first two games of this series, he came out putting that wheel out there on the opposing team. Speaking to the Bucks, he's got to continue that. He's have to continue that. 736-9760, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Drew. Drew, you on the sports grind on Ticket 760. What's up, Drew? Hey, what's up, man? I'd like to what's- welcome Jonas back. Hot take, Jonas. And we're sure that that's not CP03, you know, Alfonso that's doing the turnovers and not the guy that closed out the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like two different people, right? But yeah. uh, I like how the evolution of, of uh, you know, Calvin Johnson and Spurs Twitter, Spurs fandom, he's a guy too short. Why we draft him? So now Jonas saying that he's the next, he's so good that he's going to be in a super team. I just like that make note of that uh, evolution as of today that he was like a guy that was going to be traded for Ben Simmons because everybody wanted him. Now he's ever, Jonas is afraid he's going to go team up with this, that, and the other to form a super team. Huh. 
Hot take, Jonas. Well, <laughs> well, Drew, thanks for the phone call. John, I see what Jonas was trying to go. I disagree with him basically meaning on that. But the truth of it is, is that when you – these whole – whether you want to call them – I don't even want to use the word super teams. Just in regards to guys that have a notion to play with each other, pause, that you have a situation that – they want to go ahead and dictate their future. It starts around the Olympic time and the Olympic relationships. I think that's what Jonas was going to. I don't think that that's going to be Keldon. But, you know, Keldon has a hell of a showing over there across the pond, over across the other side of the world. When the Olympics start here in a couple of weeks, he is going to garner some attention coming up. But I just think that really, you know, when you look at it, the Spurs – I think Kawhi's situation is a very unique situation. I think it's a unicorn situation. But for the most part, the Spurs, and, and I, me personally, Calvin, has been the guy that's been critical of, critical of them over the years of saying, hey, that Spurs guy, you got to look for that Spurs guy. Well, the Spur type of guy they look for in the draft usually keeps them away from having to worry about that. But we are in a, we're in a different age right now, man. It's a different time. And really what it comes down to, whether you're the Spurs, whether you're Milwaukee, whether you're Portland, the bottom line is started by LeBron. The players have noticed, and it's leaked over to the NFL, certain players with stature have noticed their power over these teams and billionaire owners. More than even Michael Jordan realized, more than Magic Johnson realized. I mean, yeah, they called their clout. You know, he called Krause out and all that. But I'm talking about the power to be like, if I decide to leave, if I want to leave, you're going to stand to lose a lot of money. And it's starting to leak over a little bit just in the quarterback position because I've told you all before, cornerbacks, safeties, you know, passers, no, quarterbacks are the only ones, a certain elite of them, that's going to have that, I'm going to hold the team to hostage, I might want out of here, what you're seeing, out, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I like Deshaun Watson. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yep, in my white tee. Yeah, call up white Williams for the hype, please. They don't white you before you white me. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-976. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to a perfect cocktail every time, and that's Zing Zang. They're the number one Bloody Mary mix in the country. They now offer a wide range of mixers made with all natural ingredients, including margaritas, pina colada, strawberry daiquiris. That, or you could just add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, before we get to the to my Michael Irvin take here real quick, another thing we hadn't had a chance to, I hadn't had a chance to talk about was really the British Open. Um, you know, that American co- uh, Colin uh, Morikawa, uh, he rallied to win the British Open. Now, this is this kid's second major in 11 months. He won the PGA Championship last year. I mean, you know, of course, that, you know, 11 months. Well, this year, not last year. It was in the same year, 11 months. Um but when I'm warning, because I've seen, a, I've, I've read a lot about him, I've seen him play. Um, you know, I'm wondering if he, if this is the guy 
that has an opportunity to go on, and I want to use this lightly. I want to choose my words carefully. I don't know. No, I don't even know if I feel comfortable with saying like a tiger-like run because I, I mean I'm not like that. But I, when I say that, I'm saying is this a kid that can sit there and give us spurts that is going to run off two or three majors one year in a row, and then come back and maybe get another one because. I, I, I'm still in Jordan Spieth's corner because I thought Jordan was kind of that. I've told you the guys that I've cut for outside of Tiger and golf from a mental standpoint and toughest has been Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth. Those are the two guys after the Tiger era that I think have the mental toughness to kind of get it gun. But when I hear people, even before he won this British, when I read stuff about this young man, I hear that kind of talk about his mental toughness, the way he prepares and all that, and he seemed very calm. And I just wonder, is this a guy that is going to possibly, you know, because when Jordan was winning his U.S. and he did that a few years ago, that run, it was like, okay, maybe it's him. And then all of a sudden, cooled off, and then he struggled to find his game. It's kind of coming back to him. I mean, he had a runner-up. I mean, he had a chance. He had the lead at one time during this tournament. Uh, he shot a 64 or something like that opening day. He finished second. He got a runner-up. That's one of his best finishes in a major in a long time in some years. So I think he's – I never wanted to get off that Jordan Speed train. But is this a kid that's going to finally take it? Because the way I look at this, and, and I, I've talked about this on the show, and there's been discussions on the show about this, about, okay, look, we can't put the bar – like, no one's going to be – Tiger. We can't put that expectations of what we saw. That's a that was Haley's comment. I get that and all that. But in every other sport, some whether it's fair or not, a benchmark is set. Okay, and I'm not talking 18 majors, 14 majors. I'm not talking about the Tiger Slam. I'm talking about the consistency of performance for you. Because first of all, there was a time hell. I mean, I'm no Andy Everett, but I and this was before I even started really paying attention to the game. But I can tell you, damn it, Greg Norman held the number one ranking for a long time, okay, during his time. But he didn't crack any. He's known more for that meltdown at the Masters, not winning that major. But I think when Tiger, we know how long he had number one. But you have a situation that since Tiger's gotten old, the surgeries, the 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 publicized divorce, now the car crash. You you've had in that period, you've had. Like guys show up and take, you know, two months or three months of solid golf play. A Dustin Johnson that was on fire, that was a number one golfer in the world at the time. Then you had, like I said, prior to that, Jordan Speed. Okay, and then now I'm just saying this kid. Did he? Did he, how did he impress you, Sam? I mean, because you said you did nothing but really log on golf. How did this kid impress you? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's extremely quick to to put that title on any young golfer right, when it comes to comparing him to Tiger. But with that said, I mean, the last two you mentioned, Spieth won two majors in his first 10 starts at a major. Mm-hmm. That set a record. Right. But Morikawa broke that yesterday because that was his only eighth start wow. in a major. Impressive. So, Impressive. I mean, when you look at when you look at the accomplishments of – of Morikawa at 24, I believe, and Spieth when he was even younger, it it's amazing what they're even able to do at that age to begin with. I agree. And, yeah. and to, I think to start projecting out what the rest of that career is going to look like is an absolute crapshoot, especially in golf. Where, I, where I agree. You see, I mean, because like you mentioned, I mean, Spieth was rolling, yep. was the clear number one golfer in the world. No one was even close to him, and then he just lost his game. 
Right. So, I mean, I, I think there's, I think you're going to see ups and downs in Morikawa's career for sure. Mm. But, you know, this this era of uh, of guys right now, like Spieth, like Morikawa, I mean, hell, even throw Kepka in there. I mean, I think there's, I think there's a handful of guys. I mean, four or five guys that, that if, if they win multiple majors in one year, that's not a surprise. Well said, and I think I want to clarify, before we leave this topic, I just want to clarify where I was getting at. I don't necessarily mean like, again, a Tiger slam, holding these guys a Tiger, but what I'm trying to say in every sport, when we've seen a dominant you know, athlete come around, like you know, we, we saw you know, Jordan struggle when he got over the hump. Well, what happened? Jordan set the benchmark. We knew that nobody was going to probably win, you know, uh, six out of how many years titles that that championship got. But you started with when the Kobe's got Kobe got his run. Then we get to LeBron James. All I'm saying is that one of these golfers in this young generation, especially on the American side, they're going to have to not necessarily go win a slam or go, but they're going to have to show where, like, you know what? When they show up to the tournament for at least a calendar year or maybe 18 months, it's like them in the field because they're winning or they're finishing a lot of top seconds, whatever. That's the bar that I'm thinking where we don't have those gaps where we have a Jordan Speed come out like a bat out of hell, you know, basically win the, win tournaments, grand slams, and then all of a sudden you struggle for years and you find the game. Roy McIlroy, big money from Nike. Then he gets number one. He runs off a break. He gets over the hump. He goes, next thing you know, Rory's struggling. That's kind of really what I'm saying, the consistency part. Yeah, I don't, I don't think – I mean – I don't think I, in my life, am ever going to see the transcendent gap between the world's number one golfer and everybody else like okay. it was when Tiger right. was there. But with that being said, I think that also has a lot to do with the depth of talent in in, yeah. in golf right now. I mean, that when Tiger, some of those years where Tiger was obviously the number one golfer, there weren't three or four guys behind him with the skins on the wall that that Spieth and Morikawa and Kepka already do. So I mean, I think I think a lot of a lot of the reason you're not going to see a transcendent golfer like Tiger for a while is because of Tiger's greatness. But it also is the game is in a lot better position right now with with a lot of young talent coming mm-hmm. up and setting these records for you know mass, fastest majors wins and and. and that's where I think it's it's only going to be harder for Morikawa to try to keep up with that pace as he keeps hmm. going. But okay. he's he's the real deal. I mean, there's no question. It's not a fluke, uh, just like it wasn't a fluke when Spieth did it. But right. it's not going to be easy to maintain that level. I got you. I got you. Well, I'm rooting for this kid. Everything I read about him sounds good. I mean, I think it's a hell of a thing, even for the Asian community, what they've been through in the last, you know, 12 months in this country. I think it's a good look for them and, you know, to be represented well. So I was excited for him. I was pulling for Jordan. I thought Jordan was going to have it. I mean, especially firing off that 64 earlier. But, you know, got to take baby steps. It's the second runner-up. You know, finish for him. When we get back, I want to touch real quick on the Michael Irvin thing. We might have to parlay a little bit over it till tomorrow, but we'll touch on that before we get out of here. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair. All right, back here on the sports grind. 
Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Make sure you check out their website. Go to hazelskyonline.com. You can shop for the comfort of your home. You can check out all their CBD oil products. They got disposable products as well, too. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. They have all the name brand and racket and apparel, and they offer same-day professional racket restraining as well. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the sports grind. Don't give me that. Rest in peace, Biz. Okay, so before we get to the phones, you're going to have to make it quick, uh, Chris, but before we get to that, I wanted to uh, touch on this real quick. We'll get more into the co- – I've told you a little bit about the college um, endorsement deals. I know Jonas has done some research in that, so we'll get into more of that tomorrow. Um, you know, tomorrow we'll try to definitely touch on that as well. Uh, definitely want to talk about the SEC situation because this kind of goes an umbrella here with the Michael Irvin thing to me. Uh, but uh, before we get uh, to the phones, real quick, the Michael Irvin thing. Give me an idea of basically what Michael Irvin is trying to tell to the people today about his Dallas Cowboys and the, the vaccination situation. So what he's saying is essentially I'm reading get vaccinated because nothing can be nothing else than other than winning can be more important. You're not going to get this suit winning a Super Bowl easily. Nothing else could be more important. Jimmy Johnson made that abundantly clear during his during and Irvin saying during my career right and nothing else is more important and not being one of the teams to reach that 85 percent vaccination threshold of which there's only uh I think it's 13 teams currently uh-huh. not being one of those teams uh says there's other things to a great number of people on this team that are more important than winning championships and that makes me worried that's uh, well, Todd Archer on ESPN. Okay. Well, look, man, I, you're going to probably hear me talk about more like this. Um, I've lied everybody. I mean, like I said, AC is due here in the next few days to get her second vaccination shot. My dad's been vaccinated. My dad tried to have me uh, one of those old, you know, I'm 14-year-old talk, call me and be like, hey, man. I, I was like, look, I'm not anti-vaccinated. I just haven't done it, and I don't want to really do it or not. I know the, the circumstances. What I'm saying is that, you know, the other than the military, and somebody correct me on the military if I'm wrong, but other than the military, like, and there's probably some other things, and I and I'm not saying that COVID and this new variant strain is the flu. I'm the one that told you when this stuff was brewing and coming up for uh, Wuhan that we were in for it. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about professional athletes and we're talking workers, we're just talking about people, human beings. It is a slippery slope when you start because really, right now, man, we're 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 vaccinating shaming. I mean, like you, like the whole this whole spike that has reached in these other states and going on, like they're really pinning it on the people that are not vaccinated. But at the same time, you know, we've had the rich eyes of the world, the people that have come up with this uh, this situation, unfortunately, that are double vaccinated. So to me, I just think that it's always about what is a person want to do with their body and their choice. And when you get in a situation where you're basically coin, and I'm speaking really to the NFL. And to Michael Irvin, when you get to a situation where you're really forcing or putting the pressure on somebody to do something that they really don't want to do for whatever reason, whether they're anti-vaccine, they just they're scared of needles, whatever the case may be. That's that's a tough pill to swallow, man. I think that's one of those because we're going through something that maybe what the maybe the populations of two percent in this country that are over 100 years old or three percent that's really living. We don't got that many people that's living past 100. So when you're talking about a, a, a pandemic that's once in 100 years, 
it's still that state of panic from a lot of people. And there's a lot of misinformation out there on social media. To sway people's mind like, oh, I ain't getting that, man. I'm not doing that. Or, hey, man, you should go in and do that. But when we come up publicly waving the Matumbo finger in front of everybody that basically, oh, man, you holding us back. You're not serious about winning the Super Bowl. You ain't going to get vaccinated. I don't know, man. We already heard Cole World, a.k.a. Cole Beasley, say he'll retire if he don't if, if he's forced to take vaccinated. The Marie Smith and the NFL PA and the league, they're going to have – it's and especially – if we're talking about in the next two, three months, we're talking about a heck of a spike. and we're Because I think in California, they've already went back to mandated masks indoors, even for vaccinated people. You know, Austin just went to like code three last week. So to me, tread lightly, man. I, I just because because it is a uh, that's why I'm glad that I'm uh, soprano been watching. And, and there's not too much of, you know, football hasn't kicked up yet because I really have not. Ben, I mean, I'll catch my local night beat. Shout out to K Set Twelve, but I just don't feel that it's one of those that I really want to be indulged to the news right now because I feel like it's just one of those that it's still being political. It's still like, hey, we got to get that number. And I think this administration's done a hell of a job with the vaccination. I think they've done a good job coordinated, getting it to the people that want to get it to it free, no charge. But I just think when we start sitting there waving the finger, especially in the sports world, we going in the slippery slope, man. That's just me. That's my opinion. I just think because that's exactly what's going on because I think there's still a force of panic. But to sit there and say that you're not serious about a Super Bowl because you don't want to get vaccinated, I don't I don't see that because we never talked about. I mean, the flu kills people also, but we ain't never forced anybody to get the flu like shot. Like if you're in the military, I think that's one of the crimes. you got to get the flu vaccine if you're in the military, you know. But the crazy thing about it, about this vaccine that wasn't really, you know, FDA approved or however you want to say it wasn't really approved by the government because we had to speed it up. It's kind of interesting to me that the military, they haven't they haven't put it as a mandatory to get this COVID shot in the military yet. You know, they haven't done that. Now, you can read between the lines you want to because I don't want to get in this to where, hey, Calvin's anti-vaccination. No, that's not what I am. I just think there's a lot of stuff that people are barking at that got a platform like Mike. They need us. They're, they're saying emotional stuff right now. They just need to understand, you know, it's the person's right of what you want to do with your body. That's just the whole thing. And that's how we've always operated, whether it's other sensitive subjects or when it comes to women. And y'all know what I'm talking about when that regards. It's just like because the only reason why I'm bringing this up because it's heating up, man. It's heating up. But anyway, sorry, Chris, we didn't get to your phone call. You can parlay that over to tomorrow. But definitely want to say thank you, uh, thank you for the producer of today's show, Jonas Clark. Thanks for Sam spinning the one and two. San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio. People up in Tyler. People up in Shot City. People down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you hit the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. We turned out in record numbers in November 2020, and we showed our power in Georgia. Now we have the chance to show up to the polls and make a difference again here in Virginia. There's so much on the line for our communities in the upcoming elections, but governor and other offices. Our votes have real power, so let's use that power to elect leaders who will look out for what matters to us. Rally your friends, everyone you know, to vote early until October 30th or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Pay for by the NAACP. 